Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health. Your wealth. Your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. And yes, a healthy body and a sexy body are what we're all about here on Modern Love Radio. And welcome, everyone. So great to be with you again. And we are going to talk tonight with Len, who is our special guest. And pause there for one second. And I'm going to read just a little bit about Len. If you will bear with me, I have a snag on my computer, and I'll be able to tell you in one second, so hang tight. Cliff, are you there? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to edit this piece. Just hang on because my computer just glitched on me. Hi, Len. Oh, sure. Hi, hang on just a second. I have a little computer glitch. And I will be right there. Here we go. So we'll edit that part out, okay? Sure. All right. Finally. I don't know what it's doing, but it just ate it. Hold on. I'm going to try one more time. I'll send it again. Okay, it keeps telling me that the download failed, but it had already downloaded. And then it disappears again. Got any ideas? Sending it to you again. There you go. Well, okay, I'll see if I can open the new one. This other one says it's open, it's downloaded, but it's not giving me. Lens bio. And I'm getting some help here. Uh oh, just a sec. See what happened there? It was open a minute ago, then it just keeps going away. Um, <clears throat> oh, 
Got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. We're ready. No problem. Thank you, Emily. Your presence scared the computer into behaving <laughs> properly. Okay. <laughs> there. That's really good. Okay. I'm ready when you are, Cliff. Can we start up again? Hello? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. It's my pleasure, everyone, to introduce Len Rosenberg, who's going to talk to us about great sex at every age. Mm-hmm. So what happens when a woman rediscovers her sexuality at the mature age of 70? Well, our guest tonight is going to tell us all about discovering your sexuality at any age. Uh, what's that woman going to do? Visit a sex store? Buy toys? Porn? Does she push her boundaries to extremes and join a sex chat website? Well, you're going to find out from Len Rosenberg, the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. Welcome to the show, Len. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi. Oh, so I'm glad you're here. excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. So you have a lot to tell us. Tell us a little more about your awakening, because you say that no matter what age you are, your tips are going to help everyone have great sex and overcome repressed and intimidating childhood messages. Yes. Well, first of all, when you grow up in a repressive household like I did, it was a miracle there was an awakening. But what happened was I was packing to move from a larger place to a smaller place, Mm -hmm. and I was taking stock of what to keep, what to sell, what to give away. And then I took stock of my life and realized I had not had sex in over a decade. I was 69 years old. Yes, and uh, I wanted to change that. And so I was seeing a therapist at the time, and I asked him to change my medication to see if it would make a difference. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it may or may not, because most uh, medicines of this nature, their properties are pretty much the same. But I said, I'd like to try it anyway. And so he changed it, and lo and behold, I came alive. All right. (laughs) I came alive. I'm so glad you pushed for that because, of course, there are a lot of medications that affect libido that actually just kind of drown one's sexuality. And you made that connection. So once you came alive, what steps did you take? Did you, in fact, go on the sex chats? Did you, in fact, go to toy stores, the kind that are for adults, I mean? What did you do? Well, um, actually, I had a very open-minded doctor, and he helped a lot. He was was really a major contributor to this journey that I took. And um, I did go to a a toy store for the first time in my life. Uh, My heart was in my mouth driving over there, and I spent 10 minutes in the parking lot before I went in. Oh, your heart. Oh, my goodness. But, that was really um, frightening I, for you. What, what what were you afraid of? Well, first of all, I was afraid I'd run into somebody I knew. Yeah, but uh, honey, if they're in the toy store, then they can't throw any shade on you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I wasn't thinking that way at the time, you know. And I had never been in one before, let alone by myself, you know. So, um, well, and and I, in your mind, going to a sex toy store equaled what? 
Well, I was really going against everything that I had been taught, not that my parents specifically told me not to go to a toy store, but they were so against the enjoyment of sex that um, anything possibly connected with it, you know, was taboo. But once I got in there... What did they um, tell you about sex? I'm sorry? What did your parents tell you about sex? Oh, well... I suppose this would be the the clearest message I could relay to you is when I was 14, they took me to a little resort called Highland Springs outside of Palm Springs and here in L.A., outside of L.A. And uh, one night the resort gave a party for teens, and I went and I met a boy, 16, handsome, and we danced and we talked and... He said, would you like to take a walk? And I said, sure. And we took a walk, and pretty soon we were on Chase Lounge kissing. And I knew not to take it any further. I had been well indoctrinated. I was just enjoying the moment. And into this bliss came my father's bellowing voice, Lynn, get up. Oh, my God. And I got up, and my parents sent the boy away. They dragged me back to the cabin. And they told me only prostitutes enjoy sex. <gasps> and I said that oh. I wasn't having sex. I wasn't planning on having sex. But they wouldn't listen to me. And they didn't believe me. And um, and that was my one of my introductions to sex. Oh, that's terrible. Poor thing. So it scared any sex drive you might have had out of you. Yeah, it did. Yeah, no it wonder you're afraid did. of the sex toy store. So with all those messages, how did you evolve in your life as a sexual? You know, I well, it's not that I didn't have sex, um, but I, and even in, sometimes I did enjoy it, um, but um, I wasn't free. I just wasn't free like I am now. And each step that I took got me further to that destination of freedom. And so the the so I got some porn and and a and a vibrator at the uh at the uh sex store and pretty soon I was I was enjoying myself twice a day beginning right after lunch. <laughs> and, I love it. And, and uh, lunch. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and but after a while, I I told my doctor, um, you know, I can't keep going back to the sex store and buying more porn. And he said, well, he said there's free porn on the net. Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. And so I Googled free porn, and sure enough, you the and site 40 came million up. other people, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I said you and forty million other people yeah. have yeah. discovered this. Yes. Right. So I watched some tapes and saw some pretty interesting stuff, and one tape in particular intrigued me. It was of a woman naked with a man, and all she did was talk and touch. And in the end, there was a happy man. So I watched this and some other tapes for a while, and then I thought, you know, I'd really like a connection with somebody, and there was no one in my life at the time. And my doctor knew that, and he said, well... He said, there's sex chat websites. 
I said, oh, my God, there's no way, no way I'm going to chat sex with a stranger. But then I thought about it some more, and I thought, well, if I did do it, what would I say? And then I remembered the woman on the tape who talked. And I went back to that tape and wrote down word for word what she said and then signed up on the site of Sensual Night 16. 16th is my birthday. That's how I came to that. And almost immediately, a young man contacted me, a very young man, decades younger than myself. And I got my notes out, and we started emailing. I emailed him, he emailed me, I emailed him. And in the end, there was a happy man. Okay, so you basically became that, what they used to call the 900 numbers that people (laughs) would call in, only it was free. Right, but it was great. So one of the things that you have said in your book is why bother with orgasms? Are they worth Mm -hmm. the effort later in life? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think they are, and uh, what, what you can do to help, move that along, help that happen, is getting yourself in the mood ahead of time, um, which, like preparing by watching porn or even reading an erotic story. Now, when you story. say they're worth that, why? Why they're, do you say they're worth that? They're worth it? Why do I say they're worth it? Yes, absolutely. Um, because they're, well, for me, they're very powerfully stimulating. And... Uh, so if you, whether you're having solo sex or if you have a partner, um, you can get halfway there with outside stimulus. So and, for you, you're looking for the powerful stimulating effect of an orgasm, and you're saying at any age it's worth it. That's right. And, you know, when I talk about any age, I, one of the surprises I had after I wrote this book, I I really thought, you know, it would only interest women, let's say, over 50. Mm -hmm. And I was really surprised that younger women women would come up to me in their 30s even and say, I came from a repressed background like you did. I'm Chinese. It was my culture. And another one would say, "Uh, I'm you know, and this is from somewhere else. It's my culture, and no, it's it's not the culture. It's 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 you can be repressed at any age, depending on. And do you think the that is particularly have. true for women? Oh, I do. Or is it more okay? So you find that that is more true for women of I whatever do. culture, whatever background. I do. So in any culture, women have to be good girls, and guys get to be bad boys. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my experience, and um, and yeah, so uh, that that really surprised me. So there's things, other things you can do. You know, the the vibrators today are. I never used one in my entire life, but 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 now things are different, and they are so technologically advanced. Almost anything you can think of, a toy will do. I'll just All leave it right. at that. So everybody remember, technology works in another direction, not just the ones that are on your phone or your computer. <laughs> you can go to the sex toy store and get some technolog- te- 
technologically advanced vibrators too. Exactly. All right. So exactly. you also yes. talk about May December romances and how mm. young should you go? Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. I heard that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I started I started uh, with a few men in their sixties, and then somehow I got down to the fifties. Now, when you say you started, what do you mean? Well, I was on some dating sites, mm-hmm. and um, I I younger men appealed to me, and so. I really wasn't attracted to men my age, not that there would never be someone out there. I can think of two movie stars who would very much appeal to me, and they're older than I am. So it depends on the person. But uh, in the context of these dating sites, at least, I would look for a younger man. And so, as I said, I started with 60, somehow wound up going out with a few guys in their 50s. And then a fellow contacted me who was 40, and I said, no. (laughs) I turned him down. He wanted to have lunch with me, and I turned him down numerous times. And he kept on. He was very persistent, and I, I finally gave in. I said, all right, lunch. And we met for lunch. It was an immediate attraction. And we had lunch, and afterward we went to his car, and uh, we. all I can tell you is that he was the best kisser I've ever had in my entire life. Hmm. And I would have missed out on that if I had said no. So for you, when you're dating, are you dating because you want a relationship? You're dating because you want the sexual connection? What's the purpose in going on the dating sites for you? Well, uh, excluding the 40-year-old and probably the 50-year-old, um, I'm looking for great sex and a relationship. And why do you exclude the 40-year-old and the 50-year-old? Well, because, the, because I mean, that's quite a, quite a lot of difference of age. Um, yeah, definitely the 40-year-old. Maybe I wouldn't exclude the 40-year-old it. but not having a relationship. I say that again. Saying, are you saying that you would have sex with a forty-year-old but not be in a uh, relationship? Yes, with I might. I mm-hmm. might. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would you give a woman who is saying, you know, my sex life has been boring. I've been repressed. I just, at this stage in the game, have given up. I would say if you might consider turning that around, I would do some of the things that I did by myself first to get to get exposure to this world. If you've never been to a sex store, go to one. And if you've never read erotica, read it. And you'd be surprised. I mean, uh, seniors are having sex all over the place today in retirement homes and, and et cetera, et cetera. So um, if, you, if you might reconsider, uh, fantasy is great, fantasizing, naughty scenarios. 
and my fantasies have expanded tremendously since I, I took love this it. journey. <laughs> and <laughs> tremendously. have you been making them come true, Lynn? <laughs> yes, yes. And you, even so. and even I wrote, you know, I have some erotic stories in my book. Um, so and I we found. We have a question not, here. Hold on, we have a question. Yes. Coming in from she puts in quotes June. So I gather this is not your real name, June. She says I'm married and my sex life is in the toilet. Mm. What do you advise? Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, that's a tough one because I. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know because I've been single through this journey, and I haven't had an affair outside my marriage. Uh, if she doesn't want to have an affair, I would suggest her taking care of herself, and she can do that with toys, porn, erotic stories. So do you find that if one partner wakes up sexually, say June, in quotes, wakes up sexually, that that could potentially turn the marriage around, turn her husband on, if she's more turned on? Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be. I don't know. I will say that in my experience Mm -hmm. working with couples, very often that does turn things around. So June, Mm. I would tell you one of the first things I ask questions that come to my the first question I ask couples that come to my seminars are who gets to initiate sex? And mm. the same person all the time, I put the other person on the spot and say, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And you get to ask for what you want and find out what it's like to make it about you being pleased. And those couples inevitably, when they get over the awkwardness, come back and say, hey, Things are starting to be a lot more fun around here. And any time a couple that comes in and says, hey, things are boring, say, well, you're going to have to do some work to change it. So, Lynn, another question. Hang on. Ha, (laughs) we got a guy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jim says, I would like to meet hot ladies like you. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well, what do you say to Jim? Uh. Well, uh, Jim can get on a dating site and uh, and find an older woman that way. That's that's how I have gotten most of my dates. However, I just believe it or not, I just had a root canal, and um, my dentist is going to set me up with someone. So you never know. You never know, and you know those dates where you get set up by someone are still the way 55% of people meet and marry. Really? The other 45% to to 50, the number varies, 45 to 50%, the numbers move around Mm -hmm. a little bit, Hmm. meet online because that's where you're going to get the aggregate numbers, everybody. Exactly. Keep those questions coming. You can hit us back on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Also on Twitter, Dr. Brenda Wade, and you can call us and just talk to us old school, 347-989-0776. What are your questions for tonight's guest, Len, who wrote the book? Give us the title of that book again, Len. My Sexual Awakening at 70, and the name I actually go by is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. Len Brown Rosenberg, Sexual Awakening at 70. 
So you're saying that you put a limit on how young you would go, and you're also saying that anybody at any point who wants to have an awakening can get busy and have one. Now, right. how do people overcome sexual inhibitions that they've had all their lives? Well, that's you're not really the only one who question. had parents who scared the bejesus out of you about your sexuality. <laughs> that's really a good question, and and. You know what happened was not only that I was packing up and that I was evaluating my life and myself, but when I realized that I hadn't had sex for so long, I got angry. I got mad. And that Why? What were you mad about? What were you mad about? I was mad that I went for so long without sex. I was just mad about it, and I was determined to do something about it. And and that that anger and that determination broke through uh, to my being able to do the things I did. Now, there are a lot of people, Lynn, who are saying that celibacy is the new sexy. What do you mm. say to them? Well, that isn't how I feel. Um, that obviously isn't how I feel. If, if it's, I mean, listen, if it's comfortable for them and they don't feel they're missing anything, then, you know, I wouldn't suggest they do anything else. But if they're doing it, you know, for any other reason, like they feel they should or for for because they're older or because it's their culture or whatever, but they'd really like to change, then I then I would encourage them to open their minds and and try some alternative things. Alternative things. Okay, that yes. leaves a lot of room for <laughs> and, imagination. And, and if you everyone. do, if there's someone in your life or someone even out of town who contacts you, phone sex is something I never had done before. And... <laughs> and with that, you know, I so the first time I did it, I, I took my trusty notes, those notes, remember, to the phone, right? And I dialed the fellow's number, and and there was a happy man and a happy woman. Okay, so everybody gets to be happy now. Everybody gets to be happy. Yeah. Another question. This is from Nat. So I don't know if that's a man or a woman, but Nat wants to know: Are those? Oh, she wants to know if the sex toy stores. She said she's calling them those sex stores. If they're sleazy. Not at all. The one I went to it was the Pleasure Chest. I live in L.A. and it's the the Pleasure Chest on Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A. And I was very surprised when I walked in how clean and nicely laid out the products were and the help was friendly but not too friendly i was quite surprised as, as a matter of fact i wound up speaking there about six eight months after i had gone there for the very first time what did you speak about my book sexuality oh, written it by my journey wow. yeah so that was fast yeah yeah, it was very interesting speaking at a place that I once feared going into. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
that's quite a journey. And I'm so appreciative of you, Lynn, for sharing it. Because there is a terrible taboo about feminine sexuality, women's sexual organs still can't be called by their proper names. We still have a long way to go. And I think you're speaking to something that isn't just about relationships and sex. There's also kind of a political edge about a Mm -hmm. woman owning her own sexuality and a woman taking responsibility for it. What do you think? Right, right. And it, it is a wonderful feeling to be doing that. It's a wonderful feeling. And do you see that this is a political message as well? I, I'm i not trying to make any political message out of it, but, but the fact of owning your own sexuality and owning your own desire um, and and eagerly looking into ways to satisfy yourself no matter what they may be, it's different for everybody, um, is is just so validating and enriching. So this entire journey for you has been one of enrichment, of validation, and what else have you discovered on your journey? You know, I've, I've discovered uh, that it's a good idea to check for blind spots, Judgments that are preventing you from living freely, whether it be sexually or otherwise. Uh, I never dreamed I'd do any of the things I did, let alone write a book about it, but but I'm glad I did them. And, you, I mean, I've got a whole new life. Not only, not only am I enriched sexually, but I've got a whole new life. I'm out speaking about my book and uh, doing podcasts and writing articles and and uh, talking to people in ways and about sex that I would have never dreamed before, and like you. And how do you feel on the <laughs> huh? inside? If, you, if we compare the you of 69 with the you of today, how do you feel differently? I feel I have a deeper connection with myself. Um, I, um, I'm just much more in tune with myself than I was, far more. And even even my writing, I write crime novels also. And even my writing has gotten better and freer. So better, freer, more in touch, and all of this you attribute to your awakening. I do. Mm, interesting. So it sounds as if you've tapped into kind of a secret superpower by opening all of that sexual energy up. Is that what you're saying? I am saying that. And and if I didn't say it before, not only was were sexual boundaries released, um, but emotional boundaries were released also. Now what does that mean? Well, it means, you know, I was so indoctrinated by my parents' beliefs, teachings, thoughts, the way they behaved, and I I couldn't really see for the longest time that there was a choice. I mean, I was in therapy and, you know, I would be told that, but I, I couldn't really see it for myself like I have in this journey. And once I stopped 
listening to their messages sexually, I could also stop listening to their messages emotionally. So the repression wasn't just sexual. It was actually no, it emotional. Wasn't. So overall, mm-hmm. Lynn, you're talking about the kinds of things that we always, when we're looking at personal transformation, we're looking at the level of feeling alive, of feeling you can be your authentic self. And it seems to me what you're describing to us is your journey toward that greater authenticity, that greater self-expression, and being fully alive. Right. Exactly. And having experiences like full-on, full-out, you know, sexual enjoyment are part of aliveness. And just, you know, because everybody in our audience knows I'm the world's biggest geek, let me throw the science at you. When you have an orgasm, you are also releasing endorphins, building serotonin levels, oxytocin is flowing. All of these hormones are part of what make us feel good, everyone. So you might look at the science side of Lens Awakening, and it will make more sense to you why this is part of having what Len is describing as a life that's more in touch, that's more authentic, where everything's bigger, better, brighter, and she's having a much better time. Yes or yes, Lynn? Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your wonderful journey. I really appreciate it. And we're talking about great sex at every age. And this is Len Brown Rosenberg, the author, author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. Which can okay. be got on Amazon. Of course. We all know that <laughs> big, big place. And I hope some other local bookstores are carrying it because we like people to go in the bookstore and pick up the book and put it on their shelves and build a library. So at any given moment, you can thumb through the books you love and find something, dare I say, exciting to read. <laughs> All For right. Sure. Thank you. For to sure. Thank Lynn. you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. Legrand Green, and our wonderful associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning. All right, everyone. Blessings, and I'll be with you next week. Goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.